0: Hello and welcome to the Locked on Flyers podcast for Monday, March 30th, your daily dose of Flyers news, analysis, and high-quality content that is excited to say Wade Allison is signed for the next two seasons. <sighs> what a relief. Ah, uh, Like, what, a, what perfect news uh, for a Friday. Best news of the week for me. So, as we jump into the episode, don't forget to follow us on Twitter at Locked on Flyers. Tweet us any of your questions for our weekly mailbag or just let us know how you're doing. You can also email us at lockedonflyers at gmail.com. We're your hosts. I'm Danielle. And I'm Rachel. And don't forget that Locked On Flyers is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts so you can subscribe to all of our episodes here on the Locked On Sports Network, your team every day. So today we are going to talk about some Updating, like, we're going to update everyone on the news that has, like, happened since Friday, um, and then we will jump into our Nemesis of the Week and our Flyers Fun Thing of the Week. Actually, it was a pretty busy weekend. We just talked about how Wade Allison is signed, and to be honest, we're probably going to go, we're going to jump a little bit deeper into the Allison and Liz, uh, Tanner lazinski signing in tomorrow's episode when we talk about the Phantoms. so we'll go into depth there, but... How happy were you when Wayne signed?
1: Oh, man. I mean, we've been talking about it for a while. And, you know, obviously him and Tanner both being signed is amazing. And we'll get more into that in tomorrow's episode. But I just feel like we have the next step of our prospects in the queue now where, you know, we've been talking about the Phantoms and how worried we are about them and how terrible they did all season. And so I feel like the phantoms have some reinforcements coming which is great but then also we kind of will get to really see our prospects that we've had in our system low these many years like come to fruition which is always nice
0: absolutely so like i said there was a a good bit of um, news that happened throughout the weekend and one of the big things were was that nhl players We're on a Zoom conference call to talk to reporters about what's going on with the NHL right now. I have some quotes here from the Athletics article um, where the NHL players speak for the first time. So (laughs) for the Metro, it was Claude Giroux, Sidney Crosby, and then the Stahl brothers. So like Mark Stahl and Jordan
1: Stahl. And I thought that... Did you watch the call? I didn't. I thought it was just a media thing.
0: OK, so there was like bits and pieces floating around Twitter, but I think that there is the full article on the NHL. So we'll link that in our show notes for everyone. But basically, um, they were talking about how uh, the season ended. And if you need a refresher, Washington was one point ahead of Philadelphia and Philadelphia was three points ahead of Pittsburgh. And then Carolina, Columbus, the Islanders and the Rangers were all um, like a couple points behind, but basically fighting for that wild card race, and they were only separated by two points. So Claude Giroux said, based, when asked about how like teams rebound and come back from this, he said it's just unknown. It really depends on how long uh, or how little training camp is, and if they even get one. And he said, I mean, right now everything's just unknown. And then another key point that they asked, they asked Sidney Crosby about his personal preference and like jumping into the playoffs or having a training camp. And he said that he would prefer the playoff race, but he does know that teams such as Columbus, Carolina, Islanders, Rangers, all kind of need that training camp end of the season to like have an opportunity to get into the playoffs because it's not really fair for teams that you know, aren't in a playoff race but they're only basically or aren't in a wild card spot, but they're only like two points out of it. So those games really mean a lot to those players. Um and he said that him and Jordan Saul basically said that it's better to have those games for the integrity of the of the season. But overall in this call it basically the main theme was just the fact that, you know, the players were thanking all of the medical staff, everyone who has to go to work um, and is in contact with people, um, and then how important public health is and just staying inside, self-isolating so that they can flatten the curve, which I thought was a really, like, obviously in this time that that's the most important thing, but I, I appreciate the players saying that.
1: You know, obviously everybody is trying to do what they can in these times, but you know, having public figures repeat these things is helpful for sure.
0: Yeah, especially the leaders in, you know, the Metro Division. There were obviously other calls, too. I believe the Pacific Division had one, too. But it is just good to see, you know, the guys that we look up to in our division, a.k.a. the captain, um, just reinforcing that. But the call wasn't all, like, business. They also had some fun little, like, just, like, anecdotes of what the players are doing so far. And, um... They asked, uh, like, what do they not miss about playing against each other? And, of course, the captain came in with uh, something extremely funny. He said um, he basically, like, did a, like, made a jab at Sidney Crosby on the face-off dot and said that he cheats too much in the face-off. And then um, Crosby was like, I was just going to say the same thing about you. And then Drew said, yeah, he knew. That's why he said it first. (laughs) He wanted to make sure he got that out there first, which... I thought was really funny.
1: It's good that they are able to have a good, like, sense of humor about all of this and are able to still, like, keep things light when they need to. Exactly.
0: Um, Drew also said that he hadn't hasn't left the house in two days and he just, like, recently started playing video games and he's actually about as good as we both are. Rachel, because he (laughs) bought an Xbox and then immediately lost to Scott Lawton twice at FIFA. And then... (laughs) uh drew said he hasn't picked it up since his confidence is hurting right now and they quote they like tweeted that out on the team's uh on the flyers twitter account and like tagged scott lawton so then scott lawton replied and said he didn't stand a chance and then joel farabee replied to that and said any correlation to why G backed out last minute and playing me in 2k which just love to see them interacting they miss each other so much (laughs) It's so clear,
1: like, they're tweeting each other on Twitter. It's, I love it. I did see that, like, Twitter interaction, and it was hilarious. And I love that kind of Drew's, like, one of the quote-unquote old men on the team now, even though he's very young. And, um, you know, to have him be, like, less good at video games makes all the sense in the world. And so I love that whole dynamic. Me too.
0: Um, And then Dave Isaac, who is a beat reporter for the uh, for the Flyers, um, he tweeted out because he was on the call as media. And he said that Drew said they had a group FaceTime the other day, like the team, and it didn't go well. Everybody just kept screaming. And like, I wish that like to be a fly on the wall of that phone, like FaceTime conversation. I'd love to see it. Like who was screaming? I for sure think it was like Kevin Hayes
1: yeah i i would believe that but also i bet there's some surprises in there too oh yeah and you know and there's like people that have kids may have had kids screaming in the background and... very true didn't think about that but yeah absolutely. or dogs
0: you know <laughs> so uh i after looking over all this and like reading it i have some questions for you rachel uh So the first thing is pretty serious. Like, do you think the NHL should start with the playoffs, like jump right back in? Or do you think they should start with a regular season, to be fair to other
1: teams fighting for a playoff spot? It's hard because I do think that the teams fighting for a playoff spot should have a chance, which is why I kind of like the, I think it's 24-team model where like a certain number of teams uh, make it in automatically based on current standings and then other teams have a play-in. But I think the teams with automatic standings should get a couple extra exhibition games against each other in order to have the same number of games under your feet when you get to the official playoffs.
0: Oh, that, that, that makes a lot of sense. Um, I I I mean, you
1: risk injury that way, but like, what are you going to do? Like something's got to give here. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. I, for me, I just think that they, the team should have games under their belt before they start the playoffs. Like I know that Connor McDavid was saying that, you know, if, If the league started up tomorrow and they started with playoff games and Edmonton and Calgary would be playing each other and it would be a bloodbath and just to have like so many days off of not playing and then just to go right into a a very extremely emotional series, which it'll probably be Pittsburgh and Philadelphia for the playoff series. So that's extremely emotional. And I just, that's just a stark contrast to just doing absolutely nothing and then boom, now your first round of the playoffs, you're playing your rival. So I definitely agree with you that I think there should be some games just so that players can get their feet under them and no one gets hurt. Because as the biggest upside to this was that injured players can come back and, and be healthy. It's a, a particularly healthy roster, but that all means nothing if people get hurt really quickly. Okay, so the next question, if you could have four Metro players on a Zoom call, who would they, Who would it be? So,
1: I don't know. This is tough because I kind of would want to see, um, like, G and – but he's not Metro anymore. Oh, it's so frustrating. I was like, Wayne Simmons, you were so close. And no, you're not. <laughs> <laughs> um, Yeah, I think I would just want to see Flyers. That's the thing, is that I just don't really know or care as much but at the other end of the spectrum i think it would also be fun to get like ovi and ivan Provorov and you like just four russians together mm-hmm. and you know see what that would be like from like a different cultural experience
0: yeah i think that was probably my my pick would have been like malkin ovechkin Kroverov, and um, Svechnikov. Yeah, Svechnikov from Carolina. Yes. Mm-hmm. All on a call. Um, just because I have a soft spot in my heart for Russians. Because I think they're, they just have so much more personality. Even though Ivan has, like, no personality, I think that in a call, on a Zoom call with everyone, he, we could see something. Yeah. So that actually wasn't all the news. Uh, we saw this weekend that Kevin Weeks interviewed Carter on Instagram on like an Instagram Live Friday night. Did you watch it, Rachel?
1: I did. Um, I watched it a little bit delayed, so yeah. it wasn't live for me. But I did watch the whole thing. It was it was very cute. Uh, Carter is just such a sweet sweet child in a lot of ways but also is a wise old soul in in other ways and so it's just an interesting like thing to watch
0: yeah see I watched a little bit of it but then I just thought Carter was so awkward that I felt awkward so then I stopped watching it (laughs) but I did see um I got to the part where Nolan popped in um and was him and Claude were just trolling the live stream which I really liked Like, that's how you know they all miss each other so much. It's like the fact that Claude is on Instagram Live, he's always so low-key on social media. So I thought that was funny.
1: Yeah, I also thought Claude, I think, was talking when he was trolling him, was talking a little bit about... Uh, Carter Hart's answers and how they would like go on a little too long and like there's this whole like you have to get from point A to point B and end it and like Carter was having trouble like wrapping up his answers which is like it's so funny but it's like obviously something you get better at with more experience but I just thought like the whole interview was um really delightful like he talked a lot about his training and like you know how he kind of grew up uh, in Edmonton and playing there and, uh, you know, the workouts that he's continued to do through there. And um, he did talk about, you know, how he picked up the guitar when he was in Everett because he was bored and didn't have a ton of more to do because he didn't really know anybody so he's like I need another hobby so he learned how to play the guitar and and he also has now picked up the electric guitar so he's spending this time you know practicing a little bit I I thought it was so funny
0: because (laughs) like here we have like Crosby and Drew and all of them saying like, yeah, stay inside, you know, don't like self isolate, like, you know, just keep it really low key so we can beat this thing. And then, um, Carter was just like, yeah, you know, like you have to self quarantine since I I was in the States. And so I haven't even been able to hang out with any of my buddies. And I was like, Carter, I don't, that's like not the point. Like you cannot hang out with your friends. You need to self isolate, bud, but just shows you how different they are. Um, like, especially, like, the age gap and the maturity. But I just love Carter. He is, like, a, a young, just a, a little
1: baby boy, which I, <laughs> I yeah. just, it yeah. Yeah, it was, that was the whole thing about, like, when he was talking about the guitar playing and that he was working on a Foo Fighters song because it was his dad's favorite band. And I was like, oh, God, I am so old. <laughs> Foo <laughs> Fighters are your dad's favorite band. I'm, like, probably the same age. But... So that was funny, but he also had some like really thoughtful answers, you know, when he was talking about, um, you know, his three top goalies that he liked, um, you know, as he was becoming a goaltender. So he mentioned Carey Price, Braden Holpe, and Pekka um, which I thought was pretty cool. Oh, I love that Holpe's
0: on, on that list. Um, I like their relationship, but I, I appreciate it.
1: Yeah, they visit with each other after every game they face each other. Mm -hmm. And he's like, I finally beat him.
0: (laughs) Oh, my gosh, my heart. (laughs) That's so sweet. I did see, I think it was last season, where someone tweeted out a picture of
1: them together. was so sweet. Um, But then he also talked about uh, Brian Elliott, didn't he? Yeah, he just talked about their relationship and how much of a mentor and friend that Elliott has been for him and that you know they'll go out to lunch or dinner or something and just talk and um you know he just loves elliot and uh, his kids and stuff like that so it's yeah it's very sweet and it's nice that they get along that well
0: oh absolutely and it just reminds me of your like unsung hero in the flies, which was elliot so look at him behind the scenes helping our carter heart i love that So there was actually some really cool news that came out about Bauer uh, Bauer Hockey is making like face shields for medical workers. These protective shields are being made at Bauer's Research and Development Facility in Quebec. Um, And then there's also a facility in New York. Um, And so the first shipment of these face shields are going to go to the doctors and nurses in Canada. But they hope in the future to be distributed in the United States. So I thought that was really cool.
1: Yeah, it is. And, you know, it it makes kind of sense when they already have, like, production of hockey face shields that they can just kind of adjust the production process to make them useful for medical professionals.
0: Yeah, and Mary Kay Messier, who is the vice president of global marketing for Bauer, said that they're not expecting to make any profit off of this. The intentions would be that their costs would be covered because it's a challenging time for all companies. And they said one of the benefits to this is to be able to have some of our people in the manufacturing plants still be able to work. So it's kind of like a little win-win. You're providing for those who are in the front lines, and then you're also still um, employing some of your your workers so a shining moment in
1: this dark time right now it's a little scary but
0: yeah I thought that was really cool
1: yeah it's really cool that um that Bauer was was able to do this and hopefully they'll be able to produce a lot of these and and get them to where they're needed
0: yeah and hopefully this kind of like kickstarts other companies uh to do similar things um just so that they can help out so it is Monday, so it is our nemesis of the week. Uh, and I think for me, one of the biggest nemesis of the week is kind of like what we talked about in the beginning of the episode, whereas the fact that there, we're really just up in the air with a timetable on when and if the playoff starts. And if it does start, we really don't know how it's going to play out. I definitely liked your um a, your position, Rachel, where you were saying how like kind of keep it similar to the 14th. Four- 2014 lockout season um but so when this all first started the nhl paused the season about like the 12th of march um and they they were expecting the playoffs to begin april 8th um but now with the center of disease control and prevention saying that no gatherings more than 50 people uh, for a period of eight weeks starting on the 15th that would kind of put that would definitely push the playoffs back into the first week of May. So even with that, like, we're just going off of like what, just going off of possibilities. And that just pushes the playoffs back a week, uh, back a month. And then, I don't know, I just feel like they are going to shorten the regular season. And we talked about the downfalls of shortening the regular season for different teams. Thankfully, the Flyers aren't one of those teams.
1: For sure. I mean, it's, it is, a good thing that the the Flyers are in a stronger position than some of these other teams but it's just the unknown is the unknown and it's hard and you know I get like a lot of people are trying to like you have to plan and when you don't know anything it's really hard to plan. Exactly. And it must be so frustrating and I, you know I, I just I don't it, it's hard to not spin your wheels with trying to figure out what the best approach would be but then you just sometimes have to throw that out because again the situation seems to change on a regular basis so you know it's that's the frustration and that's the nemesis right is this whole frustration about the unknown exactly so I definitely feel it real hard yeah
0: me too me too um it's just It's a weird time and as someone who likes to know what's going on, this is very (laughs) frustrating for sure. But yeah, so we're not going to end on a sour note. We still have our Flyers fun thing and this one really like just spoke out to me because it was such perfect timing. Um, The Flyers tweeted out like drawings of Gritty, Kevin Hayes, and Travis Konechny that you can color in so if you're at home with your kids and they are driving you up a wall print them out and then it's still like a fun flyers night of drawing in the
1: lines hopefully yeah that was like my favorite part of it was they made a joke about staying in the lines, (laughs) um and it was like that that same
0: day i like went on Amazon and looked for adult coloring books so printed these out and now I have uh, some drawings of Travis Konechny and Kevin Hayes on my fridge I love that um, but yeah so if you're bored that's so cool <laughs> yeah. so if you guys listening are bored print them out they're still in the fly- the their Twitter page and then we'll retweet it from our Twitter account so yeah uh, thanks Flyers appreciate that So that about wraps it up for us today. Thank you guys so much for listening. We will be back again tomorrow where we will dig a little bit deeper into the um, ELC signings of Wade Allison and Tana Lozinski and then our part two of our interview with Maddie Campbell from Broad Street Hockey to look at the future of the Phantoms. As a reminder, we definitely want to hear from you, so send us in your questions via Twitter at LockedOnFlyers or LockedOnFlyers at gmail.com. I'm Danielle, and you can find me on Twitter at Danielle underscore Nick. That's Danielle underscore N-I-C-C.
1: And I'm Rachel. I'm on Twitter at R-Miriam. That's R-M-I-R-I-A-M. Now, take a listen to the most
0: recent episode of Locked on NHL, where in today's show, Sarah takes a look at the potential Norris Trophy candidates. Have a good day.